Rio de Janeiro, with all its flair and scenic beauty, has been through some tough times in recent years. The city that hosted back-to-back -back the 2014 Football World Cup and the 2016 Olympic Games is racked by poverty, often rocked by protests over rising costs and failing public services. And its hilly coastal terrain puts Rio in the eye of the climate change storm with frequent floods and landslides. Known as the capital of Samba, Rio was no safe haven from the rocky politics of Jair Bolsonaro's time as president. It was a period marked by the disastrous mishandling of the COVID-19 pandemic that claimed more than 700,000 Brazilian lives and plunged the economy into recession. One man stands out as a relative constant through much of this time. Eduardo Paes is now in his third term as mayor of Rio and he's got a bold agenda to transform the city into a Latin American hub for innovation. Paez has spent years turning Rio into a technology-driven so-called smart city, balancing environmental concerns with social integration. Fast escalating changes thanks to global warming have added climate change mitigation and adaptation to his to-do list. The mayor has set the ambitious target of turning 40% of all jobs green by 2030. Paez has one word of advice about organising a World Cup and the Olympics at the same time, don't. The mayor of Rio de Janeiro, Eduardo Paez, talks to Al Jazeera. Eduardo Paez, mayor of Rio de Janeiro, thank you for talking to Al Jazeera. Thanks for having me here. You staked your mayorship, your third term it has to be said, on uh, transforming Rio into the innovation capital of Latin America. We meet here at the Web Summit in Lisbon, so it's appropriate that we begin there. Tell me a little bit more about your, your vision and how it's going. I mean, uh, first, I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of obvious that technology is a big thing. Uh, Brazil obviously plays a big role in Latin American economy. And uh, Rio uh, is a city that has always been uh, a center of basis of, of great universities, research centers, and has a lot to do with innovation. Uh, uh, and it has also to do with this capability of uh, getting people together. This is what I think innovation means. Uh, Web Summit uh, is a great example of what uh, kind of change uh, innovation or event like that can do to a city. I mean, uh, Lisbon was uh, nothing in the map of innovation until uh, a few years ago, until 2016. And it has became, uh, after uh, hosting Web Summit, a uh, place for that. So what we're trying to do is uh, create a, a good environment so that uh, people that want to innovate, startups, uh, innovation companies, they can move to the city, have an easier life, you know, uh, no less bureaucracy. Uh, we have some subsidies with uh, service tax. Uh, we try to create this environment, prepare uh, the human resources to do it. So uh, it's, a, it's a whole policy, public policy uh, uh, towards that. Well, towards that, there are some pretty significant challenges to overcome that you've been battling for years now. Uh, I'm talking about developmental challenges like overcrowding, crime, lack of adequate housing, social services, poverty, pollution. 
and of course, the big one, climate change. We'll come back to that uh, in a minute. It's a huge amount, though, on your plate as mayor. Uh, it is. I mean, I have to go back to, to, to a certain period of the history of Rio. When we hosted the Olympic Games, we were beating against Tokyo, Madrid, and Chicago. I mean, mm. They are cities, they are countries in a much better position than Brazil. Uh, they are cities with much more infrastructure and a much better position than Rio. But what, what, was, what was the reason that we brought the Olympics to Rio? We said, if you want to make a change, I mean, you don't have to go to a first world country uh, or a first world city. Uh, you need to go to a place that's developing. So uh, these things can move together. Obviously, Brazil has been gone through a lot of challenges in the past 10 years. I mean, the economy was, is going bad for, for a while now. But I think this, this is something that uh, makes the challenges of innovation even better. Uh, I mean, how can we solve the uh, inequality issues, the poverty issues that a city like Rio, mm. I mean, I'm not talking yet about climate change, but sure. how can we solve that with uh, innovative measures? I mean, how can we solve these problems using technology? I mean, how can we create jobs? We're talking about uh, intensive human capital. We're talking about lots of people working. So, I mean, I, I think it's, uh, I always use the problems of my city. Mm. It's not that I'm, I, I'm not saying that we don't have them. We have lots of problems, sure. but we try to use it as an asset. Yeah. Uh, obviously the change needs to be an asset and, and bringing events like Web Summit, uh, being a capital of innovation Latin America, it helps the city uh, faces these challenges. They energize you somehow. Yes, yes, for sure. I mean, they create opportunities. Well, you mentioned the Olympics. I want to come back to the Olympics, obviously a huge moment in your, in your career. But first of all, let's talk a little bit about you. Your third non-consecutive non term as mayor, having failed to win election to state governor in 2018, you came back to the, to the office, to City Hall. You've been described as a political shapeshifter, having belonged to five different political parties, including the Greens, Labour, and now, of course, the Social Democrat Party on the centre-right. Has that allowed you, do you think, in your career, greater reach across the political aisles? Or has it created uncertainty among some who look at you and wonder, who is this guy who can't make his mind up? I mean, you need to put that on, on, on the environment of Brazilian politics. I mean, Brazil has maybe... 30 parties at this time. So uh, it's something that it's becoming now to get stronger. Party, uh, parties were never uh, very strong in Brazil. Brazil has, uh, I, I mean, we are young in democracy. Well, your country has managed to cram some high political drama into those years of a young democracy. You described your last uh, most recent victory as mayor as a victory of politics over radicalization. I assume you're talking about the years of Jair Bolsonaro, of populism, of far-right political policies that did quite a lot of damage to Brazil. Uh, you became a big supporter, which you hadn't previously been of President Lula and his return last year. How much damage did Bolsonaro do to Brazil, to your city? And how far are you along the road towards repairing that? Uh, I mean, I think last year's election in Brazil was pretty much about that. I mean, are we, are we talking about democracy or not? Mm. Uh, and it's becoming uh, every day clear with the investigations of, of the judiciary that Bolsonaro was really trying to uh, make a coup. I mean, this is something so crazy. Uh, fortunately, we are not in the 20th century anymore. Uh, the world is paying attention. Social networks uh, 
they help us a lot onto that. But that, that was pretty much what was about the election uh, last year in Brazil. Uh, Bolsonaro, uh, I mean, he's, he's a product of some, something that's happening. It happened in the U.S., might happen again. Uh, it's almost happening in Argentina. Uh, it happened in some countries uh, in Europe. So it is a big challenge of politics these days. I mean, how can we show people that, uh, you know, the political environment and democracy is the right way to get things done? This is, this is a challenging thing in, in everywhere, and, and especially in Brazil the past few years. Uh, he did lots of harm to the Brazilian image. I mean, Brazil was always shown, and we are like that. I mean, Brazilian people are very open, very friendly. Uh, we have, on the environmental issues, we have an amazing asset. It's an economic asset. I mean, it's not just taking care of sustainability, the future of generations, but we're talking about economic asset for the country. And this guy was all, it was the wrong actions, the wrong moves, and the wrong narrative, sure. which is even worse. So, uh, I mean, I think... Not to mention what he did to the environment. Yes, Deforestation, yes. Deforestation. Uh, and, 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 and the thing that you would say, I mean, I just don't care. This thing about climate change, this is, you know, uh, it's not something that we should be taking care of. This is uh, developed countries' propaganda so they can uh, secure the development of Brazil. They can, they can stack the development of Brazil. So uh, this is something that I think it did lots of harm to the country. And, of course, the pandemic. The pandemic disastrously mismanaged Brazil, particularly badly hit because largely of Bolsonaro's policies. Your own father died That's it. of COVID. Makes it personal. I mean, I always try not to make things personal uh, in, in my duties as a politician. But it, obviously, I mean, I, I remember the day I got my, my father stayed in the hospital for like three, three months. Mm. And I remember the day when we got to the hospital and, and Bolsonaro pretended on the TV that he was you know, mixing air, missing air, missing uh, oxygen. And then my, my father was intubated. So, I mean, when I got to the hospital, my mother was asking, the president of my country is, you know, uh, pretending to, to have lack of air as your father is, is now. I mean, and, and, and the worst part of it, I mean, uh, he, he only bought the vaccine because he was forced to do it uh, by institutions in Brazil. But he was always making efforts that people should not vaccinate. I mean, it's it's a crazy thing because there there are some of these right wing populists that they make their moves uh, for a political reason. Bolsonaro did his moves for a political reason, but at the same time, he believed in it, which is worse because it shows how dumb he is. To the country on a better trajectory now. Oh, it is, it is, it is. I mean, obviously, Lula is not a perfect guy; has his problems. Uh, I mean, uh, but I think he, he's someone that is capable of uniting the country now. You know, getting people together. Let's work. I mean, we're going to have divisions. It's going to be. We're not going to have the same opinions, but by the end of the day, we need to achieve something. And it, it, it's, it's. We, we need to look at it. When you look at the figures in Brazil, from 2014, 15 until this day. I mean, in a country so unequal, so uh, so much with the problems that Brazil has, when you look at the figures, uh, it's like the economy in 15 and 16, we lost like 7.5% of our GDP. Then the, the growth of the economy in the past few years, taking out the pandemic was like 1% a year. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're back. I was mayor, uh, my, my, the end of my first term was 2012. Yeah. Uh, we are back. Uh, 
speaking from absolute numbers, uh, the figures are worse than 2012. So, I mean, you, can you imagine the, the inequality, how, how much it has risen, how much suffering? Sure. Hunger has become an issue in Brazil. But again, it's an amazing country. Uh, it's great, cap great possibilities, great capability. So I'm pretty optimistic with my country now. Eduardo Paes, you have the very rare distinction, possibly unique distinction, in fact, of having been mayor of a huge mega, mega city during both an Olympic Games and a World Cup. An experience you wrote about, you said, don't ever in your life do a World Cup and the Olympic Games at the same time. It will make your life almost impossible. Just how hard was it? It's tough. I mean, when you look at the World Cup, it's much easier. I mean, you're talking about the whole country doing it. So games are spread around the country. Rio has held seven games. So the final game was there. But the Olympics, uh, it's something. I mean, if you take war, it's the logistic operation, uh, the toughest one to get to deliver. So, yeah. and everything is concentrated in your city. And there was, it, it was crazy because the country was doing so well. I mean, we were like, Brazil is the best, our time has come. And then suddenly, as I was saying about the economic crisis, the political environment, we had a president, President Dilma was impeached on May, June of 2016, I mean, we had like five months to the games. Yeah. Uh, the state of Rio, the state government, uh, they went bankrupt. I mean, it was a big mess, so it was crazy. Extraordinary backdrop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hardly a chosen word. So I'm very proud of what we delivered. Mm. And the games in Rio was always, were always about that. I mean, uh, what can the games uh, deliver to the cities, not the city to the games, you know? So. I think it was, I mean, it were amazing games by the end of the day, and they, and they brought great change to the city. Took, so, it, took its toll on you personally, though. I mean, obviously, you, obviously you, you, yes, but it's, it's a great honor. I mean, I got the best job in the world, being mayor. Mayor, you're connected to everyday life. Well, at the time, you were described as the explosive Mr. Pais. I am. I there am were stories about I was things that happened in City Hall, encounters with other staff members, even punching a man in the face in a crowded restaurant. No, I mean... That was, was that about the pressure? <laughs> no, 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 that was not about <laughs> the pressure. I mean, I always say, I always make a joke that I, I went to law school and, and uh, the day HR, uh, human resources, uh, there was one class and I was out of it. So, I mean, but uh, just kidding. But uh, the, the thing is, I, I mean, there are obviously, obviously something... When you, when you have this responsibility of running a city, ruling a city like Rio, uh, with the difficulties of Brazil, when you, when you get this, you know, these challenges of delivering games, delivering World Cup in a country like Brazil, mm, mm, mm. I mean, you, not, you, you have to be very, you know, uh, disciplined and strict and, and, you know, tell people to get things done. And there was this perfect storm, wasn't there, of sort of political and personal fallout around you. There were protests at the time, protests about transport costs, services, alleged forced evictions. There were allegations that a lot of the development of the city had been aimed at the rich areas at the expense of the poor. There were fraud and corruption allegations against you personally that you've always denied. A lesser politician might have fallen at this point, and yet here we are. Yeah, but uh, again, from concerning corruption allegations, I mean, they all went down on justice. We saw what happened in Brazil. There was uh, politicization, I don't, I don't mm. even know how to say the word in English, mm. uh, of the judiciary, what they were doing. They used to get, they used these scandals to get Bolsonaro into power. 
But uh, it, it's it, it's interesting to understand what happened in Brazil uh, from 13 on. I mean, because the country was the the unemployment rate was below 5%, the economy was doing great, things were moving well, and suddenly the people were like, what? Uh, we don't, we're not happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I always say, I think we, we have an issue with uh, representative democracy in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, social networks, they have, became, they have become our agora. You know, it's like people, so people want to participate more. They want to give more their opinion. And, and the good thing about politics and, and politicians and democracy is that, I mean, you, you, you as a politician, every four years, it's the term of a mayor in Brazil, or usually the mandates in Brazil, they have uh, four years. You need to go to the polls and tell people, okay, here I am again, and look at me, there were these candles, people said this and that. And by the end of the day, people said, okay, this is the guy to run the city again for us. So pretty proud of what we've been achieving. Let's talk now about your vision as mayor, your vision for the city that you run. You used to talk about four commandments, you called them, about how a city should be structured and run, environmentally friendly, its population able to be mobile, socially integrated, and of course all underpinned by technology, the idea of a smart city. Today, you've got to add to that climate change mitigation and adaptation. Maybe those should be the first things on the list. Yeah, uh, I mean, that, that was always an a, a issue uh, for a city uh, like Rio. I mean, we are, when, when you look at the, the, the thing about big floods in Brazil, mm. we are in the, trop, in the tropical area, tropical country. Sure. So big floods has always been a big issue in Rio. It has become worse. Uh, Plus so, you're a coastal city. I mean, you're really city in the eye of the storm. Floods, land, uh, landfalls. Yeah. I mean, so th- this is something we've been dealing since, uh, I mean, I'm, since my first term. So uh, resiliency is always a big issue for us. And what we need to understand is that we are not going to be capable of making all the changes that mm. need to be done. We will need to uh, learn how to live with it, with these big floods, uh, big rains, with the, the, the heat. So, I mean, in other words, it's happening. It's, it's not it's something happening. you anticipate no, any no, longer. No. There's been a shift, hasn't there, in the sort of debate among city mayors, the so-called C40 group that you're very active in, a shift from the traditional ideas of mitigation, preparing for the worst, to adaptation. The adaptation, worst yeah, is yeah. Here. I mean, you need, to, you need to get both done, mm-hmm. uh, but adaptation is something that uh, you really need. What, what, how, how do I see groups as C40s? How do I see the role of mayors? I mean, by the end of the day, in my continent, in Latin America, 80% of the population lives in cities. Uh, Brazil is maybe the most urbanized country Mm. in the world. So mayors, they can play a big role. And this is a problem that we face in this international environment. Uh, It's always, uh, the discussions are always about what countries can do. So we go to Paris, we reach an agreement, Mm. and then we don't get to deliver things because presidents, head of states are kind of away from the reality of the people. So I'm not saying that I don't have a big uh, a role to play. Sure. But we but need you're to, much closer. You, yes, you're much we more need, we need you are local to, leaders after all. Yeah, we, we need to deliver the, the, you know, the conditions so that the mayor, the tools so that the mayors uh, can get things done. I'm working in a group now with Jeffrey Sachs and Mayor Hidalgo from Paris. What we're trying to do is, I mean, how can we get this presence of Brazilian G20, uh, which starts now in December, the beginning of December, and goes till next year on a meeting in Rio, the heads of state, so the G20. 
how can we help finance uh, local actions, mayors to deliver uh, adaptation and mitigation? Mm. Well, I want to tell you, I, I want to recall something you wrote just after the Paris Agreement. How cities develop, you wrote, in the coming years will set the stage for humanity as a whole. We as mayors recognize our capacity as local leaders to influence the course of the planet. That's a big idea. It kind of puts but, the World Cup and the Olympics in the shade. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> is. But uh, again, uh, look at the reality, the capability of mayors to getting things done, of delivering things, mm. the everyday life of the people. I mean, that, that's why I, I'm not saying that I wouldn't like to be someday president of Brazil. Who knows? But uh, being a mayor of a city uh, like Rio, it's an amazing job. You know, you see uh, things changing in, in, in the next day. So, And I know there's a lot of interesting things happening all over the world, in the global south, in the developed countries. There's a lot of interesting things, sometimes simple solutions, smart solutions mm -hmm. that mayors can do and they're doing now. Uh, so I think uh, mayors should, be, should play a bigger role and this environment of climate change. Give, give me some granular examples of what you're doing in Rio, top three, top five. So let's say one thing, like we, we have this operation center, which is a, a place for resiliency. Hmm. Uh, obviously, we are always focused on, 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 on big rains. It's the toughest thing that we face in Rio. So the, the amount of lives, like the favelas, in the favelas, we, we know where are the risky areas. So we put some sirens there. If we check that the rain is becoming too heavy, so we train the people during the year. So if the siren goes on, please go to a safe place. You know, you, you know where to go in this safe place. And so the mudslide is probably going to happen, uh, but lives are not going to be uh, missed, lost, you know. So this is a kind of thing that we can do. Uh, when you look at... Uh, uh, Rivers, and again, that has to do with, with, uh, uh, with big rains. Uh, you hire the people in the favelas mm. so that they, they can take care of the cleanliness of the rivers. Uh, we have a big reforestation program. Again, uh, uh, you hire people from the favelas, the poor areas of the city, and they will replant the trees in certain of the mountains of the Rio. So there's a bunch of interesting things happening all over the world. Uh, the actions of, I uh, just spoke about Mayor Dalgo in Paris. I mean, the actions that she's doing, you know, I mean, it does, sometimes it gets you very unpopular when you try to, you know, no traffic in the street. Sure. We're going to uh, push for bike lanes. Uh, but this is, this really can change the way, uh, how, how we deal with climate action, well, how we, with climate change. You've also talked about all jobs, 40% of all jobs to be green by 2030 yeah. on top of carbon zero targets by 2050 I mean when you when you when you when you build your goals you got to be you know very aggressive I mean you you got to dream high mm. uh, that's what I did with the Olympics you know I mean we guys can do it so let's let's bid for the games you know let's let's face Paris Chicago Madrid Tokyo this great cities and and I mean uh, obviously it's not easy to get there in 2030 with all these green jobs in a country like Brazil in a city like Rio but we can get close to that. We can, you know, look for it. So, uh, and it's important to make, uh, we as politicians, I mean, you, 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 you have a role uh, to deliver things, but you have the role of the narrative. Hmm. You know, how can you convince people of uh, what's going on? Uh, how serious is it? So uh, I think having this, uh, you know, very 
high standard goals, it's very important for, for a mayor. You mentioned briefly your potential future political aspirations. Do you, Eduardo Paez, go for a fourth term as mayor? Or do you look for other avenues up the political ladder? I mean, I'm, I'm very happy uh, with what I achieved. Uh, I mean, there's going to be a, a, a re-election next year, so I'll run again. Uh, in Brazil, you can go for one re-election. As, as I was out uh, one term, I mean, I could come back for another re one term and then the re-election. So I'll probably run my re-election next year. And it's amazing to be taking care of uh, an amazing place as Rio. But you can see yourself potentially down the line doing other things. I mean, you know, after I saw Bolsonaro become president of Brazil, <laughs> I know I know anybody I, can do it. Come on, I, mean, I knew <laughs> the guy. You know, he was congressman. I was congressman before. When you look at these kind of people, you know, Donald Trump has become president of the United States, Oof. and Bolsonaro has become president of Brazil. So. What I, what I mean by saying that is that not that everyone can do it. It has, no. has to do with destiny, you know? I mean, it's like you've got to be the right guy in the right place at the right moment, and then you might achieve it. I mean, so, I mean, I would love to serve my country, but that's not something that I look for all the time. You know, it's going to get me crazy. I'll do anything I can to run Brazil. No, uh, but, I, but I, I do trust a lot and believe a lot in my country. Eduardo Paes. Mayor of Rio de Janeiro, thank you so much for talking to us. Thanks for having me.